in the shadows of the underworld of the podcasting community, there lies an avenging spirit that looks over all forms of cinema, even the ones that people would throw in the trash. It will avenge them. It will protect them. It will attack. This is Cinema Attack. I bet you like to read a lot, too. Prince is dead. Do you have any hobbies? I collect spores, molds, and fungus. Batman! What happened? Are you okay? He slimed me. That's great! Actual physical contact! There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the street. Why? It would be bad. I'm fuzzy on the whole good-bad thing. What do you mean, bad? Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total photonic reversal. That's bad. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass! Hey, Flat Top, did you miss us? That's right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cinema Attack. Uh, we're back. It's been a while. Uh, Derek here. Uh, Matt, what's going on? Not much. How's it going? Uh, it's going. It's going. And uh, yeah, W, what's going on, man? What's up? What's up? Now, if you're hearing this and you're wondering... Where the hell have you guys been for almost a month and a half? We have some stories to tell you. <laughs> and it's mostly, we just been fucking busy. <laughs> yeah, life has been kicking our asses all over the place here. That, yeah, for sure, man. And like, uh, if the listeners did not know, I'd, I'd probably do from my few guest appearances I've been doing because I haven't really been recording a lot of my shows. I've been working days now, so that's been interesting getting back to use of that schedule uh, for sure. And uh, it's been crazy. Like, I just messaged in our chat randomly, I hate fucking people. <laughs> oh, for sure. It, it's bad. But uh, yeah, and I know Matt's been busy. He's been working a lot of doubles and dealing with some personal stuff in his life so yeah we've just been busy as all hell got yep. some rony rona mixed in yeah, yeah. <laughs> fun times oh. man <laughs> oh yeah you got you got the rona huh yeah that's i think that, at least that's my first known time first time i've actually felt it and got a positive test but yeah fun times man yeah busy as shit as well yeah gotta love it yeah, and you know everyone's wondering where are we gonna we we we're actually planning on doing a top ten show at the end of the year, but by the time uh, you know another like life issue hit after another one, we we're like, you know what, fuck it, because uh, I don't I don't really love releasing those shows like a month after the fact, anyways. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it it just feels weird and. You know, maybe we like we'll post our list on like 
the page or something so so we could show like hey we like these movies from last year which honestly also there's still a lot i haven't seen from last year either and some yeah. of the stuff that i did see i'm like I don't feel very comfortable putting that on a top ten list right now because I only watched it once. You know? yeah, I only had a chance happened, to go to the yeah. theaters a lot, so I miss a lot of them. Yeah. Wait till they come on physical, then I'll pop them in, and it's usually a year later. It's like, well, better late than never. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like even like some of the movies that were coming to theaters were doing fucking good. I'm like. Damn, people just not give a fuck, and they're like, I'll catch the Rona to go see Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen Spider-Man. That's what, like, like that. I gotta wait till it comes out. I've been dying to see it. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm waiting here, too, and it's like, you know, it's still playing. Should I just go see it again? <laughs> At this point, because I do want to watch it again. Fuck, one of the exploring. movies we're talking about tonight, it was still in theaters when the physical mo- physical disc came out. Where I live, I'm oh, like, yeah? how the people are gonna go see this? I can see why, but it's like, yeah, it just came fine. out, but still in theaters. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's like you get some movie theaters that do that still. I'm like, you know, like I remember, like I think not last year, but I think mid or late 2020s when the theaters reopened back up. Mm-hmm. Fucking, they had like. Peninsula fucking Train to Busan 2 fucking playing. I'm like, no way in hell would this have played in the AMC if this shit never happened. You know, like, fucking, you know, (laughs) you know, and I saw that in theaters and boy, oh boy. Not so good. It's one I've heard. Yeah, there's some need for speed CGI in that fucking movie. Ah. First one's so fucking good, though. I know. It's, it's like, what did they lose fucking money and fucking decided to build a city out of CGI? Well, <laughs> who knows? I don't know, but that's for another fucking show. But uh, if you haven't noticed by like the thumbnail or like the title of this episode, uh, it's kind of, uh, uh, you know, we always wanted to do like these movies. I know we were. I think most of us are fans of these movies growing up and, you know, the new one when we talk about it. It's kind of a sad fitting time because we're doing this the week of the passing of Ivan Reitman. Mm-hmm. Which, Rest in peace. Yeah. Who, uh, a legend in his own right, you know. Uh, Ghostbusters was a big part of my childhood and a lot of uh, Ivan's other movies that I didn't, you know, I found out later that he directed are huge in the filmography of movies I grew up watching, like Kindergarten Cop, Twins, like Stripes. Yeah, Junior. Great stuff, man. Yeah, Stripes, uh, Meatballs. Uh, and uh, even on the producing side, like, yeah, he did. Uh, David Cronenberg's first few movies, like uh, fucking uh, Shivers and uh, Rabid. Rabid, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, he saw the talent, man. Yeah, so uh, big ups, and you know, we later produce Animal House, directed by John Landis, comedy classic. You know, in uh, heavy metal, he produced heavy metal and brought that to 
So that's why a lot of like the SCTV cast is like the voice actors of that movie is because of Ivan Reitman's involvement. And that's just a cult. Oh, I saw the steel book that's coming out. I'm like, I need to get that. <laughs> Pretty epic. Yeah. I saw that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, I, a lot of people should probably know Ivan Reitman too. If from his, uh, Exploitation classic Cannibal Girls, which actually gets a nice shout out in the final movie that we're going to be talking about, which mm-hmm. is, is a movie I always heard about. And when I finally seen them, like, this is fucking weird and crazy that, like, Eugene Levy's in this fucking, like, little horror movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen that one, but yeah, I did I see the either. shout out. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty fun. I, I shout Factory put it out on DVD. A while back i think it's still available it's definitely one that we should maybe talk about in the future it's actually really good and i know matt's a huge fan of uh one of ivan's last directed movies which was evolution mm-hmm. which is a pretty fun one uh, yeah, yeah. it's a fun flick just recently got a blu-ray so i gotta pick that bad larry up yeah that was an instant upgrade. As soon as I knew that was coming out, I was like, yes. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of his other movies after that one, though. Like, he did, oh, God, he did My Super Ex-Girlfriend. Wow. Like some kind of cult classic kind of shit there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually never seen it, but I, I heard about it. And he did a movie. Oh, Natalie Portman looks fucking kind of hot in this poster. No strings attached. But I probably won't watch it because Aston Kutcher's in it. <laughs> 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 Nothing against Aston Kutcher. It's like one of those like I don't find him like in those type of movies <laughs> type of deal. Yeah. Either. But uh yeah, great career and you know uh paying homage with a uh, a few of uh, the classics that he's uh known for and uh, it's kind of fitting that we're doing afterlife with this because it's kind of the passing of the torch in a few other ways of the characters in the movie and also director to director because his son's the director of afterlife. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, we, we probably get into it. Uh, W what is your history with the uh, ghostbusters in general? Where, did you know it was a thing when you were a kid and when, Oh was, yeah, was, man, that's, that was a huge part of my childhood, man. I mean, I, you know, I was born in 89, so I guess I was more on the Ghostbusters 2 wave, but I definitely, you know, the 90s, they had the animated cartoon even. You had the Ghostbusters 2 on the NES. I was a big fan and had a Slimer doll, man, back in the day. Fucking huge fan, especially the first two flicks. Um, you know, it's it's just cool to see the evolution of what's gone through, and, you know, we're going to touch bases on it, but how can you not? I like it. It's just great characters and just a fun story, man. At the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Matt, uh, I know Ghostbusters is probably huge, and you're you probably even. I'm not sure. Did you see the original when it came out? Because you you you're a lot. You were alive before both of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was born in '78. Uh, I think I saw this one in the theaters. I don't remember, and because uh, I was little. But I loved it. I remember growing up, I remember watching, now get this, I remember both cartoons. There was the 
uh, Ghostbusters cartoon than the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, now, that's the one I actually watched, I think. Yeah, yeah the real Ghostbusters. Because the original same. Ghostbusters was right. based on a different TV show with a, an ape and everything. And that cartoon had that cartoon was pretty cool. And of course, there's a whole uh, liability issue. That's why they had to change it to real Ghostbusters. But still, I loved the real Ghostbusters. It had a lot of great animation to it. And of course, the movie itself, I loved the movie. I think I remember we rented it someday, and I remember Slimer scaring the crap out of me that one scene where he comes after Bankman and slimes him. It freaked me yeah. out. I loved it. <laughs> Just It was like a fun, like, all-around fun for adults, fun for kids. I remember having the toys. I remember having, like, the different figures and going around fighting, like, my G.I. Joes and my Transformers. Like, they're all mixed in together doing weird battles and all that shit. It was fun. <laughs> You're trying to make the crossovers before the crossovers were a thing. Damn right. I even had G.I. Joe fighting Godzilla at one time. Oh. <laughs> uh, a lighter note. Uh, I'm very excited for that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers versus Godzilla comic that's coming out. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. That sounds amazing, man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my history with Ghostbusters goes way back. I remember the first action figure I ever had was the State Park Marshmallow Man. And there's a scene in Afterlife where it's like, my childhood's complete. (laughs) You know? We'll talk about it when we get to it. But, uh, yeah, I loved Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters is probably the cartoon I remember watching the most with blonde hair Spangler for some weird reason. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, they couldn't get the likenesses right, but, the, you know, those were the characters. And, you know, they did reference the movies in those, which was kind of cool when they did happen, like the events. And, uh, yeah, Ghostbusters was always a phenomenon to me. Even, like, when, you know, we were always getting slight rumblings of a part three, and then another movie happened that we'll mention later on. And that kind of, like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we'll save that for that conversation. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, go. I could talk all day about Ghostbusters. That's why we're here. You know, did did I even really have to rewatch these movies for this show? Probably not, because I watch Ghostbusters like when it's on regular TV for most mm-hmm. of the time. Same, you know? same, yeah. You know, and it's like. Even like it's, a, it's it's one of those movies like I throw on whatever scene it's on and just keep watching it. Mm-hmm. Even part two, which you know I'm not gonna say part two does have some faults in it, but mm-hmm. we'll get into it and we get into it. But it's still a watchable. It's still Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, I even watched like several documentaries on Ghostbusters. <laughs> They're fun to watch the, the these documentaries. Yeah, uh, yeah. The movies that made us the whole Ghostbusters one, how yeah. uh, how Ghostbusters was never going to be made, but that was kind of cool. Ghostheads was all about Ghostbuster collectors and getting ready for a certain Ghostbusters movie that was coming out. But and then what was the other one? Oh, cleaning up the town, which was based on the the first one too, which all are amazing. Yeah. And you know, even like a, 
you know, special like documentaries that are actually on the special features themselves, like of the yeah. disc. That I, was, I was, I watched a few of those. I was hearing like Dan Aykroyd talking about like what he like go with Ghostbusters was fucking supposed to be like before you know Harold Ramis stepped in and re- rewrote the script. It's like, wow, I don't know how I would feel about that. Yeah, like also they were gonna get Eddie Murphy, but that didn't yeah. happen. Imagine having Eddie Murphy in Ghostbusters. And John Belushi, yeah. Yeah, John Belushi. Oh, uh, 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 you know, set in the future, too. It's supposed to take place in, like, the year 2000-something in outer space. Like, what? Yeah. Dan Aykroyd, what were you smoking? I want some. <laughs> yeah, he definitely was, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he owns a cannabis company now. I didn't saw the Jim Belushi's. He bought into that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, and then I, I was always the weirdest because I used to have a huge crush on Annie Potts and like as Janine in these mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. 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 Oh. Names. <laughs> She's hot. But yeah. But yeah, we can blabble all around these movies and we'll talk about my love for Annie Potts later. But uh, I say we get right into it. We take a little break and then. W doubles gets the honor to do Ghostbusters one. Because I, I, I told the guys off here, I'm actually gonna pick on the air who's gonna actually do the reviews to make it a you nice roulette. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, we'll be back with W in a minute. So see you then. Hello, Ghostbusters. They're real. You do? You have? They're here. Ghostbusters. Hey, anybody see a ghost? They catch the ghost that won't stay dead. They're armed. They're dangerous. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. All right, that's bad. Okay. All right, important safety tip. Thanks, Egon. They're professionals. Oh, I'm the chairman of the largest paranormal removal company in America. You see it? They're all that stands between you and the end of the world. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. Real wrath of God type stuff. Fire and brimstone coming down from the sky. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. Do you want this body? Is this a trick question? Stick. Hold. Heat him up. Smoke him. Make him hard. Ready. Ghostbusters. Starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, 
coming to save the world. Ghostbusters. We came, we saw, we kicked it. What is up, y'all? We are here for the original first flick of the curse, the legendary trilogy, maybe quadrilogy. We're not going to, you know, we're going to debate that later. But yes, from 1984, we have the Ghostbusters. Um, so that, it, you know, follows three parapsychologists forced out of their university funding set up. Then they set up shop as a unique ghost removal service in New York City, attracting frightened yet st- skeptical customers. So, yeah, man, we touched on just the phenomena of this, but, you know, it just makes me wonder, did they know what kind of gold they were onto when they really made this? Just, you know, kind of the development and how the script went and all this stuff, man. It's just, it's just wild how it all developed. And, you know, I just want to touch on the soundtrack and the theme song alone was just fucking phenomenal, man, on this one and iconic. Uh yeah, man, where do we start on this one? Uh, we'll start off with Derek. What's your initial thoughts on this? Oh, it's magic, magic. It's yeah. magic, magic. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Ghostbusters, just the, the comedy of like the storytelling of this movie, it's beat by beat awesome. Like You see like these three guys, later four, uh, you get... Egon, Ray, and Peter. Ray's the heart of the Ghostbusters. Egon's the brains, and Peter's the cool. Yeah. You know, and that's the characters that we see them go through this journey together through the end of the movie. And, you know, it's cool because they start out as like they're working for this college and they get kicked down. They're like, fuck that. We'll just go into business for ourselves. And then later on, you know, you know, you know, you know, Vinkman, I feel like in this movie, he's like the, the most skeptical of the bunch. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the early scenes until he actually gets attacked by a fucking ghost. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so it's very interesting that aspect because he, he's pretty much doing this to get laid. And, you know, that whole beginning of the scene, which actually is a good could call back later in part three. Mm-hmm. with the cards it's fucking great uh yeah i love the the texture of the building uh the score itself by elmer bernstein the late elmer bernstein yeah is, is amazing uh it's great uh, that's the whole like storytelling beats and uh the effects are still ahead of their time for like i was watching this and some of the effects are still blowing me away how yeah. good they are yeah, between the puppetry and even, like you said, I mean, just it's not really CG. But I don't know what you could call it, but just stop you motion. Know, the doubling. Yeah, stop motion in the doubling. You know, they're doing layering. Uh, it's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. Like that Which first scene with the library CG. with the girl with the ghost just hanging there. Yeah. Turns around and does the shh. And then, of course, she t- turns from old age to craziness just right then and there. You're like, holy shit. How'd they do that? <laughs> yeah, they, they had a bunch of like effects guys working on this. I know Steve Johnson was one of the effects artists, uh, and Dennis Murin did a lot of the visual effects. Dennis Murin, of course, uh, for the listeners, uh, he uh, did work on the original Star Wars 
and of course the sequels, but he also uh, directed the film Equinox back in 1970, and which was like a huge like fucking thing where like, you know, him and his special effects buddy got guys got to make a movie, <laughs> you know, and uh, he brought a lot of them over to this. I think even like David Allen did some of the stop motion stuff with like the the terror dogs later, which. Yeah, it, it's just fucking great. Uh, uh, yeah, and of course this has my favorite character in it, and that is the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Uh, <laughs> man, definitely the best. The the reveal of it still is like it just puts a smile on my face when Ray's like, "It's the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man." I, I thought it was something that would never hurt us, Mister Stay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was watching this today, and my, my mom was fucking laughing at me because I was saying the quotes before they actually were being said. That's how well I know this movie. The flowers are still standing. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you, you're fucking a nerd. <laughs> but that's, that is these movies, man. The, all these one-liners, a lot of them still hold up, man. You know, it's... If someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Oh... <laughs> uh, well, I know we're gonna talk about that. that. I'll talk about that later. Once I, I freaking lost it in the theater for that scene. <laughs> they're like, they're like, really? Oh <laughs> 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 well, yeah, yeah. We're getting a way too ahead of it, but yeah, but yeah, Ghostbusters, fucking love it. We'll talk more about it, we'll, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Oh man, this like I said, this is a very big quotable movie. You know exactly what you're talking about. Like saying, "Tell them about the Tweaky Ray." You know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the whole thing about Tweakies and everything was fantastic. Uh, <clears throat> I forgot the name of the one character. <coughs> Excuse me. He was kind of like the quote-unquote uh, bad guy in this, the one that you know lets all the ghosts out of the containment unit. Oh, uh, Walter Peck. Yeah. Yeah, Walter Peck. <laughs> His character was great too, even though he's just this dick. He's a dick in politics, and it shows all that. And of course, they're trying to do the right thing, and it goes like, "All right, here we go." <laughs> no one steps on a church in my town. <laughs> Again, very all these quotable lines in this movie just make it work, especially when you love a movie like this. The rewatch value is just so much fun, even though you know exactly what's going to happen. You shoot out the line before it happens too, because you're so you're like in the mood, you're pumped because you know it's coming, and that's what this movie does. It's got all these great, like the music involved into it. The theme song is just so spot on for this movie. They even said it in the movie, like who are you gonna call? And that's the whole deal. Like if you say who are you gonna call, 100% of people are gonna say Ghostbusters. <laughs> so it's the whole. Everything all together in one package. This movie is fantastic. Even it's got Sigourney Weaver making one of her big roles in this movie. And she plays a great character as well. Yeah. Same with, uh, oh, God, <sighs> Louis Tully. Look Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, thank you. Yeah. His goofiness just works. Yeah, he's great in these, man. And they bring, of course, they bring him back in part two, which I thought was, well, we'll get to that too as well, but... Everything. This movie is just a fun ride. If you don't like this movie, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, yeah. Agreed, man. We gotta put a a uh, 
a strainer with a bunch of lights on your head, hook you up to these electrodes to make sure you're human. Yeah, this man has no dick. <laughs> uh, William Atherton, I think that's the name of the actor. Uh, yeah, he's always plays a great asshole because he later we see him in Die Hard. He's the fucking news reporter. In Die yeah, Hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've seen him in a few other things. He played a dick really well and like usually like TV guest spots and shit like that. You know, as the murderer of the week type deal, you know. But always great. Yeah, yeah, man. As long as it doesn't collect molds and funguses, you're all set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Good stuff. W, I know you have a lot to say, man. I mean, to me, this one just really, I mean, not to give anything away, still stands up the best. I mean, it, it set up all this mythology and the characters um fucking phenomenally man uh the creatures man i mean we already touched on the stay puff but slommer i mean just great characters man the ghost in this are fucking um yeah man like i said it's very quotable you know we came we saw we kicked ass we can go on all night man we also get introduced with winston too we got our fourth ghostbuster in the original one as well yeah, I don't think he gets a lot of credit. I just feel I feel sorry for the Winston's character. Ernie Ernie Hudson's the man. Yeah. Oh yeah. He definitely gets he, his lot to shine. I think more in the second one and the third one we we're talking about. But yeah, I didn't realize that going back because that was kind of a cool thing with this one in general was revisiting because we were talking about watching on TV. Man, I watched part two probably a million times on TV, but I don't feel like the original got as much shine for whatever reason. But you know, it, it definitely, and in, in you know, we'll get to that too. That the ending just always stuck with me, and that the set pieces in general. You know, when you had these dogs going there, and I don't know, man. I love, I love the backdrop and the way the city looks. Yeah, I feel, I feel mm-hmm. like, I, it almost feels like they had a good budget, but at the same time, they were, they were just pushing everything to the max. You could tell with their dollar. Yeah. But they were too in one of the documentaries that I was watching, they were talking like locations of where to go. And they figured, well, in New York City they still had all the construction going. They said this is perfect. We don't have to worry about certain areas because the construction works what we need. So they planned yeah. certain things perfectly with certain scenes in the city. And and we've all watched enough of these documentaries and enough about films that we know like New York's a hard area to even get permits to film in in general mm-hmm. too. And a lot of people do rogue filming there just because of that. So that you know that's awesome, man. Uh, like I said, you you could just tell, man, this was a passion project. You know, I'm sure Dan especially, but uh, man, what a like I said, I just I just can't believe the gold mine and just what transpired from this film just blows my mind, man. It's it would have been a great standalone film, but I can see how could you not follow up the sequels with these characters? They're so you fall in love with, you know, the camaraderie of these four guys, man, and just. I'm glad the they never cases. made. Yeah, it's I'm like glad Scooby-Doo. they made more because the, all the yeah. toys that they made out too, all the memorabilia. Uh, there's so much memorabilia; it's still being put out to this day. Yeah. For the original film. 
Like Derek said, magic, magic, man. I mean, it does. There's this. There's a magic to the fucking Ghostbusters. They had a special formula when they fucking put this script to screen, man. It's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. And you know, coffee? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could go on for days, man. It's fucking. Oh, he's awesome. he's scanning the table. He's knocking on the table, <laughs> and he got like, oh my god. You realize thought Snake was being a dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, did you guys ever see the lead scene uh, of this movie where it's you know it's, it's supposed to happen when Lewis is still being chased by the terror dog? Huh. Where, where Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd actually play two different characters in the movie. They play like two homeless people. Oh, and, that's awesome. And uh, Bill Murray's character is kind of his character from Caddyshack. Same <laughs> the way that he talks in that movie and everything. Nice. And it's, and it's weird because Dan Aykroyd's character is talking the same way he did in Caddyshack 2. Wow. So it's like a crossover that was supposed to happen between these two characters from this other... Alabama Brewgrass. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get my job at a golf course. Come here, little yeah. gopher. I'm going to yeah. show you a little thing going on. Yeah, they're all two... The Cinderella little, story. Telling tell war stories about hunting gophers. <laughs> These two homeless guys. <laughs> That's amazing, man. I got shot in the ass, and I had to have some guy suck it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the poison tip arrow. Yeah, and they're like, oh, that's a big gopher. I think that's what they said when the terror dog fucking walked, ran by. <laughs> I would say Caddyshack show, but I'd only want to do the first one. So, <laughs> yeah, part two is like Dan Aykroyd is the only thing that I love about Caddyshack too. Yeah, and there's not enough of him in it to yeah. save it. Yeah, a little bit of Rodney, but not enough. Yeah, but yeah, man, this this fucking movie though, like. I mean, what what else can we touch on on this, man? I've seen shit that could turn you white. Oh, <laughs> uh, so good. Are you currently ministering? What's that got to do with it? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. I'll tell you, another scene that did freak me out when I was a kid <clears throat> is when Sigourney Weaver sat in the chair. Yeah. And all the hands mm-hmm. came out and grabbed her. Yeah. And man. Sent her into the refrigerator. Yeah. Which that actually plays a part in the third one as well, which I thought was awesome. Well, well, well that's what. Uh, I know, I keep I know bringing who, it up. But. I, I, the, the good thing about the third one is it goes hand-in-hand in hand with the first one. No pun intended yeah. for that what part. Yeah. Yeah, it does. You know, you know, and, you know, we were only bringing up, really, I, they do kind of mention part two, but they don't really do a whole lot of mentioning of part two in the third one, which I get, but, you know, you get some things that are in part two that are in part three as well, like, Spoiled or raise a cult and shit like that. So it did happen, but maybe they're because the main focus of is the same kind of villain. Well, we'll get into it in a minute, anyways. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're giving our spoilers for that shit later on, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I love that. I love that these movies are all PG thirteen as well. Like, you know, it's like they're family friendly, but they definitely have some adult humor and like. I was surprised going back watching the scene when fucking uh, 
Dan Aykroyd's having the day dr- the dream about oh, basically yeah, getting raped by ghosts. <laughs> yeah, getting a BJ from the ghost. I was like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a that's one I, you know I always watched on TV. So they edited that scene out too when I saw it. <laughs> so that's yeah. that was fucking cool to see shit like that. And they're all smoking cigarettes all the time too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, inside a hotel while they're hunting yeah. ghosts and shit. I just you know, Peter's walking into the room with Sigourney Weaver. He goes, uh, this room. She was like, oh, that's the bedroom. Nothing ever happened in there. He's like, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of jokes in like the first, especially in the first two movies that I didn't catch when I was a kid. Right. I'm like, Over your head. That's what I like. It's like family friendly, but there's shit in there for the adults that still keep you entertained, too. It's genius. Yeah, it's like you grew up with the movies, pun intended. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got some ratings on this one. Man, we kicked its ass. Let's uh, let's start off with Matt, man. What do you what do you rate Ghostbusters? We came, we saw, we kicked its ass, and I give this one a ten out of ten. There's yeah. nothing. This movie is there's there's to me there's no flaw. It's just like a perfect fun ass movie. It's hard to argue, man. What do you say, Derek? <laughs> I give this ten dickless. Walter Pex out of 10. There you go. Well, man, I'll give it 10 Ray Parker Juniors out of 10. <laughs> so, you know, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> All right. We're going to do it the scan away. I'm going to suck your brain dry. Everything you are is going to become me. You're going to be with me, Cameron, no matter what. After all, brothers should be close, don't you think? It's fucking good. And I, I didn't tell this, the guys here, but W's going to have fun editing this one. We're actually going to have musical breaks for should, all man. three movies. We should. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So I know I've been saying magic, magic. We're playing It's Magic, Magic right now. Nice. My baby told me twice My baby told me three times 
the stroke of midnight. On New Year's Eve of the last decade of the 20th century, America's largest city is about to pay for the nastiness of its inhabitants. When that day comes, when the slime starts to rise, the Titanic just arrived. When ghosts start arriving by the boatload, we gotta find the guys. There's only one thing to do. Look out! Look out! Sometimes weird things happen. Someone has to deal with it. And who are you gonna call? Suck in the guts, guys. We're the Ghostbusters. The superstars of the supernatural are back to nuke the spooks. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and they be slow. Make some time. Don't put any of those old cheap moves on me. No, no, no. It's different. I have all new cheap moves. Raise your spirits. If we don't do something by midnight, you will be remembered in history as the man who let New York get sucked down into the tenth level of hell. And kick some slime. Looks like a giant jello mold. I hate jello. Oh, come on. There's always room for jello. Happy New Year. Close them. Ghostbusters 2. You're short, your belly button sticks out too far, and you're a terrible burden on your poor mother. Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, and Ernie Hudson in an Ivan Reitman film. Ghostbusters 2. You're the best, we're the beautiful, we're the only. Ghostbusters! Yeah. We're back! Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! That is right, folks. That was magic, magic. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't actually get to announce it, so I'm gonna announce it now. I'm actually gonna be doing Ghostbusters 2 from 1989. Uh, so, yeah, that's a thing that's happening right now. And uh, let me get the little plot synopses out. Ghostbusters 2. The discovery of a massive river echoplasm and the resurgence of spectral activity allows the staff of the Ghostbusters to revive the business. Yeah, you get all the returning characters in this one. We got Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney motherfucking Weaver, woo woo, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, Ernie Hudson, uh, Annie Potts, oh, even she's even hotter in this one, yeah. But uh, and then we got a new guy, Peter McNichol, in this as Janusz, the child. <laughs> child. Uh, instead of Walter Peck, we got fucking Mr. Kerr Fuller up in this motherfucker. <laughs> Character actor city right there. Yeah, and uh, we also have. William von Humburg as Vigo, the Carpathian. But he, but he doesn't actually voice Vigo, unfortunately. Uh, if you didn't know this, guys, the legendary Max von Sydow was actually the voice of Vigo. <laughs> Did not know that. Ming the Merciless himself. 
Amazing. Now, now W's just going to pitch your father mirror, and every time he watches this one, he, yep. the scourge of Compathia. <laughs> I know that you told me that before. <laughs> I like see it. Yeah. But uh, I'll start on this one. Kind of like W, this is the one I probably know more. I watched probably more than the original when I was a kid because it was the new one out of the bunch because I was three when this came out. So I remember watching this like maybe a few. I don't know if I've seen this in theaters because I was three, but who knows? I saw Gremlins 2 in theaters and that terrified the fuck out of me. Definitely not a movie you take to see a, four, a four-year-old to go see in theaters. <laughs> uh, oh, that, that's for a different show, but uh, <laughs> that that story. But uh, yeah, I like this one for what it is. It, is it perfect? When, like you know, is the story about a baby? What I kind of want from a sequel. To- Ghostbusters, that's up for discussion. But uh, it still has the beats. I love when the guys get back together. They have, you know, like even like growing up, you know, there's some jokes like that went over my head in this one too. Like, I want to run giant college and test on the mother. Who wouldn't? <laughs> you know, the comedy is still there. And, you know, I love like, you know, the, the, how this movie starts with like the Ghostbusters is kind of not a thing anymore because. Of the events of the first movie. They're the doing birthday child, parties. Yeah. yeah, child birthday parties. Which, I should add, you know, uh, that scene with the child birthday party, guys. You know the kid who comes up to Dan Aykroyd and says, my dad said you guys are full of shit. Mm-hmm. Who's that? That kid is actually Jason Reitman. There the you go. Of Ghostbusters. So, Yeah. That's cool, man. There's some definitely other cameos in that, like three straight in a row. Later yeah, because yeah, even like later on, you got like fucking. Uh, uh, actually, the the lady who's like running like the birthday party that she hired them is like fucking the psychiatrist from Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. Also, the mother from the Goonies and Monster Squad. That I was gonna say, yeah, Goonies, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Brown, you got. <laughs> oh yeah, Cheech. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby Brown, fucking my boy from fucking Boston. Before Dude, he, he wrote a banger for this fucking soundtrack, though. <laughs> well, you already, well, you already know what's playing next. Yes. Good call. <laughs> good call. It's so good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like it. Set pieces are pretty fun. I like uh the whole thing with. The Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's because maybe some it kind of still plays on the beats of the first one a little bit, a little too much with some of this yeah. stuff. It's kind of like not there for me fully, hundred percent. If that makes sense, you know, because you yeah. you know, like this person's not going to get hurt, and this and that happened, but. You know, you know, and the Giannis character is kind of a replacement of the creepier Lewis Tully character from the first one where he's talking Dana. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and it's the whole, like, subplot of, like, you know, Dana and Peter breaking up and she's having a baby and she got married all in the span of five years when this movie takes place. 
<laughs> you know, it's like yeah, a lot of shit happened in five years, man. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's a little messy, but you know, very slimy. Have, yeah, you know, very slimy, mood slime. That's another. I don't know how you guys feel about that concept, all in a nutshell. But mm-hmm. let's see what Dubby feels. Yeah, man, I'm not. I'm not too far off. I mean, I definitely see the more flaws with this one. It can feel like you know, just playing off the first in some ways. Um, you know, the positive sides definitely. Uh, it's cool to see the advancements in their, you know, whether it was the budget and just the effects itself. But the you know the effects definitely stepped up a notch. I like the Sklar brothers, Sklari brothers. That was fucking. I love that whole courtroom scene. That's cool shit. Um, and I, and I don't know. I, I like the whole scenario with the painting and the backstory. You know, this was like a Vlad the Impaler kind of guy or whatever back in the day. But I don't know. I feel like that that ending sequence doesn't is maybe my biggest flaw or down downfall with this one, where it doesn't hold up where the first one does. It's mm. just the battle with the Stay Puffed and the, you know, like I said, that rooftop scene in the first one. It's just a fucking fantastic, perfect ending. Maybe that's it's just hard to top that ending, maybe in a way or something. But yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I think the ending is probably my biggest flaw with this one overall. I mean, I, I like you know where we see where it goes a little bit. I, I think it's cool yeah. how these have a little credit credit montages too. You didn't see that a lot back in the eighties where you're still kind of getting C seams and more developments as the credits roll too. Yeah. But yeah, you know, that's just my initial thoughts on this one, man. Yeah, man. I, I kind of agree with you on the end of this. Like even like there's some things I don't understand. Like they did like a, a whole thing with the painting at the end where it's them with a baby. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> it's like it worked in the first one let's kind of try to do it again with this painting now or you know I don't know yeah and you know in Vigo's like you know he, he gets spoiler alert stopped by fucking joy yeah yeah. So, the, the sound of music and joy man yeah the vibrations yeah it's, it's kind of like okay and you know even like you know, they kind of have, like, the same setup with the mirror, and, you know, Kurt Fuller kind of is the Walter Peck character of this one, where it's like, you know, Lenny, come on, man, you didn't believe them the first time? You fucking, they, you know, they even Peter and them, like, they fucked them over, like, with the payment of saving the city. They didn't pay them, and, you know, then they got fucking fined and fucked up the ass. No pun intended, and, you know, it's like, you know, you see sh- it happening now and you're like okay you better you know they, they, they do good they, they do like give them the key to the city later and shit but yeah <laughs> it, it's not like 100% like the first one with like the storytelling beats you know it's kind of like kind of lazier if that makes sense yeah. but yeah overall I still enjoy this one uh, Matt yeah I did you- see I'll say, oh, I did see this one in the theater. I do remember this one in the theater. And uh, as a younger... Yeah, let's see. Wait, when did this come out? 89? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I remember how old I was 11, when I saw it. 11, 12. It was still, I still enjoyed it. I liked the whole... like Some of the scenes were pretty cool. The, the river of slime that was underground. I thought yeah. that was 
pretty cool looking how that's set up. And they did give us a new villain, which I thought was great because I hate it when they give us the same villain over and over and over again. It's like, come on. True. But now this time they give us something completely different with a mean-ass dude in a painting. I'm like, okay, let's see how this goes. Some of it worked. Some of it kind of didn't work. But it was still a fun watch. I did like how they did the uh, the slime in the toaster to get it moving <laughs> with mm-hmm. the music. Like, all right. And then they got the whole Statue of Liberty moving. I thought that was pretty cool, too. But, yeah, the ending is kind of a little bit like, huh? Like, why'd they do it that way? That was kind of odd. But other than that, it's still fun. Uh, especially when the two guys were in the slime. They come out into this fancy restaurant in their long underwear. <laughs> they're throwing their fingers and people are getting touched with the Great slime. <laughs> that was yeah. funny. But also, too, is when the slime finally erupted and started coming out on the street. That one lady that was walking along, she steps in it and her... Uh, Minks. <laughs> Minks thing comes to life and starts people. Yeah, that's fucking cool as shit. <laughs> that was funny. Like a lot of stuff, like I said, a lot of stuff was was fun. It's still, it's not the greatest, but it's still another fun one to add. Another good yeah. sequel. Yeah, solid sequel, man. At the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know. Oh, and they gave us new weapons too. The whole slime packs. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do like those. Yeah. And, you know, like the first, you know, the first scene that I remember is, remember as, as a kid is when they're, in, you know, they're down in the, like the subways looking f- for like the river of slime. And, you know, Winston, all you see is these bunch of severed heads. That's some like fucking Temple of Doom or Raiders of the Lost Ark type shit in there. I'm like, what the fuck? On the ghost train? He's like, I no. missed it. Did you get that number? <laughs> what about that the packs? <laughs> they never got the packs. <laughs> uh, yeah, the mood slime for me, it's it's an interesting concept because you don't because it makes sense at the end of the day because they actually in the beginning of the movie where fucking everyone's a, you know landlords are screaming at everybody, everyone's just screaming, get the fuck out of here, and all of a sudden. Yeah, New York's a full bunch of assholes because they see this baby carriage just fucking going down the street and no one fucking stops it. New York sucks. on steroids, yeah. <laughs> you know, almost gets hit by a bus, too. I'm like, holy shit, Oscar. They named you after a poor hot dog, you poor, poor man. Yeah, who names a kid Oscar, man? <laughs> Set up to fail. <laughs> oh, poor kid. It was a twin. That's all yeah. that at the end. That was surprising. <laughs> it's, two well, kids. it's not really that surprising because they usually do cast twins in a lot of those type of roles because of yeah. the hours that you have to work with kids. <laughs> Child labor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not too surprising. But yeah, I was like, oh, because they credited both of them. And like, hey, I don't know. Maybe that's the same kid and they just used <laughs> the same film. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, Louis, Louis, Louis gets the bang Janine, lucky bastard. Yep. He finally moved on from Dana. Yep. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, where else do I want to go with this? Yeah. We got Slimer back, too, when yeah, Louis was uh, getting onto the bus, and he's in the 
walk along because he's still doing their taxes and everything. And all of a sudden, he's like, what smells so... Oh. <laughs> they both <laughs> startle each other. Yeah, because I, I think that what was going on was they're actually... They were trying to connect this, too, with the animated series at the time because they had this idea where Slimer was living there with them as kind of like their mascot in the sense where like he was in the animated series because I remember... Because, yeah. actually, yeah. I think my copy came with uh, two episodes that actually connected. The first one was like the after the events of the original Ghostbusters where they first introduced Slimer, and I think... They get their new suits, too. Yeah. Uh, they almost become possessed. Yeah. That's what my doll was off of, was the actual cartoon, I think, actually. Yeah. They made Slimer a big deal. Hell yeah. Still like is. Pikachu. Yeah, it's their Pikachu, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? The, you know what the mini pops are? Those are the little Mogwai of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they are. So, uh, yeah, that's all we got. You know, Ghostbusters too. It's more of the same. A little bit messy, but still fun. Mm-hmm. I think I'll rate this one first. That's okay with you guys. Go for it. Yeah, I give it a 7.5 out of 10. I still enjoy it a lot. It's still a fun experience. A little bit messy, but overall, still more of the same that I love of this franchise. Matt? Um, I go a little bit higher. I go about an 8 out of 10. Uh, it's still a lot of fun. It's a whole, you know bringing York together because at first they all hated the Ghostbusters and now they're all helping the fa- everyone's helping the Ghostbusters and everyone's being all happy joy. Uh, again, you get some cool special effects. You get some cool things happening. So yeah, like even the crazy lady with the bird, the ghost lady with the, the baby carriage swinging around on the streets. Oh, and the slime coming out of the bathtub. That's another part that was very freaky. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Reminded me of the blob trying to grab the kid. I'm like, that was pretty cool looking. Uh, so yeah, I give that one like an eight out of ten. Yeah, the, the, today I actually wrote down. It's the I love the Blob's guest appearance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> same Dub. color too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dub, Dubby. Yeah, man. I'm I'm right the same with Matt. I'm I'm an eight out of ten. I you know I agree with all you guys. The the soundtracks even you know. More the same and even better, man. I I love the scores on all these scores and soundtracks. Uh, I, I you know I like just seeing the aftermath where they're kind of pop culture icons and they're kind of washed up. You know, I, I do like some of the character development that happens in this film. I will say that too. That there is some good character development, whether it's with the relationships with Vinkman and his girl, or you know, but. It's just cool. It's a cool sequel, man. Solid part two. Nice. Good stuff, man. Yeah, I think it was just this... I, I'm usually at an eight on this one, too, myself. Mm-hmm. I think it was just this view and something that annoyed me about, like, how the fuck did that get, make that pain? It came <laughs> down for me. I, w- I would have definitely had this probably right there with the first one, but I was like, yeah, this one's definitely not as good, man. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's whatever. But, uh, you know, we're going to take a musical break. But, you know, before we get into Afterlife, you know, we'll take a musical break now. We'll play you some Bobby Brown. And then I'll be back to continue talking. 
and we're going to mention another movie after Bobby Brown talks. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They called the Ghostbusters and the end control. Had a throwing party for a bunch of children. Well, all the while, the slime was under the building. So they packed up, we grew, got a grip, came equipped, grabbed their proton packs on the back, and they split. Find out about Beagle, the master of evil. Try to battle my boys? That's not legal.
Yeah, that was Bobby Brown. I'm gonna get it, get it, gonna get it, get. It. I I don't even know if that's the name of the song, but you know we'll look it up later. But uh, after Ghostbusters two, it, time went on, and we didn't even know we were gonna get like a legit sequel to this movie for a long time. There's a few reasons for that. One of them had to do with Bill Murray and Harold Ramis kind of having a fallen out after Groundhog Day. Huh. Yep. Yeah. Fought a lot. Yeah. And, you know, there's, like, rumors, like, what's going to happen this time? They're going to kill Vinkman. That was one of the stories where they're going to kill him and he's not going to be in the movie anymore or something like that. And that didn't happen, but you know what did happen? Let's make a all female reboot of Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Didn't what, didn't uh Egon though pass away first though? Uh, before this came out, I'm I'm not. I think Harold Ramis died before this movie. I, I think, think so. so. Yeah, like a, a year or two before. Yeah, because I know he. I think it was he passed away first, and like Bill and and Ramis actually got together and made peace with each other. But he got so sick he didn't he did pass away. And then this movie came out. I think that's what it was. Yeah, which huh. if if you guys are wondering why we're not actually like doing like a full review on this one It's because I didn't feel like I wanted to sit through this fucking movie again. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Same. Now, don't get me wrong. All female cast, okay. I get it. I, I know where they're going. But the writing was so bad. The forced comedy in this was awful. Just character placement was all wrong. Certain people playing certain characters did not make sense. And it was just, even like the story, like, who is this bad guy? He's just out of nowhere and he's there. And you're like, huh? Who's this now? And then the only thing I actually liked about this movie was the end credit scene. That was it. <laughs> little cameo. The little cameo, and they pick up the phone, and they said, what's a gozer? Yeah. It's like, oh! Ugh, why didn't they just do that in the first place? But no. They give us this weird-ass dude. He was the icon of the Ghostbusters. It's insignia. I, I'm, but you hit the nail on the head with the issue, because it's like, you know, I like Melissa McCarthy. She's hilarious in a lot of oh, movies I and stuff. <laughs> I, I like her in some stuff, man, honestly. But, um, yeah, like this, it, I can't blame the actresses necessarily either. It's just, it was a shit road movie and just terrible movie, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Like, the, it's very forced, the comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think the only one that was actually kind of funny in the movie was Chris Hemsworth's character. Yeah, because yeah. I think he knew what kind of character he was playing and knew how to dwell with the comedy of it. Like he was playing a dumb blonde, and it was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I thought that character, himself in a way. Yeah, it was. It was actually that character was probably the best. And the thing that kind of pissed me off is the way that the original Ghostbusters like cameoed in this movie. Oh god, yeah. their roles were so wrong. It's like what the yeah. hell. And it's just like, hey, guys, it was just like a wave. You know, it wasn't like the, you know, what we get later. You know, it's. Yeah. That's that's what we wanted. And we like, didn't well, we'll, get with we'll this get one. get the original like, characters, but we'll just put them in different roles. 
Bill and it's like, why are you fucking even in this, you know? Yeah, I'm going to be yep. a taxi cab driver. Like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm a principal. I'm a paranormal <laughs> investigator that's faking paranormal. You're in the fucking real Ghostbusters. You know about paranormal. Why are you trying to be a hypocrite in this? It's like, come on. Yeah. Uh, and even, like, Sigourney Weaver, like, comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, you know, the only, like, cameo that I actually liked was fucking Janine as, like, the hotel... And she's like, what do you want? Yeah. Other you know, than that. It's funny, too. The, when the new box set came out, the that special collector's edition that looks like a ghost trap and everything. Yeah. All the physical releases of 1, 2, and Afterlife. I decided just to put a digital code of this movie in. It's like, we don't really want it in there. But people were kept asking, like, fine, we'll give you a digital copy. That's it. We don't care. <laughs> and that's, what, that's what I was telling no. Derek. I bought Afterlife for this show. I bought the Blu-ray 3-pack, and it comes with one and two, you know? Yeah. So, in the digital for those movies, but, they, you know, they well, they don't even want to mention the other movie that's part of any of this. And, and I want to admit, you know, like, Jason Reitman has gone record to say he respects Paul Feig as a director, and, you know, he tried to do something different, and you know, yeah. you know, he did it the right way. Unlike a lot of people did on Twitter, and you know, I feel bad for like some of the actresses, like Leslie Jones, actually had to leave Twitter because people were bad mouthing her for being in this movie and shit. Well, she but kept she, putting stuff back on Twitter and saying the wrong stuff. Yeah, it's like uh, now you're, it's like you're feeding the trolls. These yeah. people are trolling this stuff, and it's like, well. I'll, get back and i'll say this back it's all like of them were dude they they yeah. still defend that movie this day i've seen you know melissa mm-hmm. and uh what's kate it's on saturday night live kate they McKinnon, both, yeah. yeah yeah they both defend this you know they all still try to defend this movie and even say you're sexist and it's like it's not a sexist thing like no. that's what i'm saying the movie sucked <laughs> yeah it's like you girls are funny but just not in this like yeah. <laughs> he complained that uh answer the call wasn't in that box set and then he was like he'd made a twitter saying you know what about this one and it's like come on it's supposed to be a complete box set and they're like eh, we'll give you a digital copy <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna give everybody the physical releases of the original ones because they buried them in the desert with the Atari <laughs> ETs. <laughs> it was Godzilla 98 DVDs we'll put you with a yeah. R2 or something in a time capsule somewhere. I, I buried you with Godzilla 98 Ghostbusters <laughs> yeah. 2016. Deservingly. You know another movie that, you know another reason why this movie pissed me off? Because they filmed it in fucking Boston and they changed everything to be like New York settings. That's dumb. Like just and it's like it's a reimagining. Just set it in Boston. Why not? Like yeah, yeah. Cool it don't have to be in New York not? City. Yeah, like they put a fake fucking. It definitely looks fake on the Museum of Science. I mean, the Museum of Fine Arts in Boston. They put this stupid looking fake sign over it. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> it's like a oh. kicking the kicking the nuts. It really was. It was a spit in the face to the fans of Ghostbusters, man. Like, you know, maybe the new generations can get behind it or something, but. If yeah. you like the originals, I don't. I don't see anybody really supporting that film. Yeah, I hear you there. But yeah, that's why we're not going to rate it because we didn't watch it. But we didn't want to watch it either. So 
that could give you a hint what our ratings probably would be on it. R.I.P. We've all seen it, but we're like, we don't want to see it again. <laughs> Once yeah. was enough. Yeah, commentary, maybe. <laughs> oh, 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 God. No, 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 I am not sorry. buying a copy of this to rip for you guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. I gave my copy away. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a gift from my friend. <laughs> he bought it for me for Christmas. I felt sorry for him for spending the money for me on this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you don't know me, man. <laughs> <laughs> but but on lighter news, uh, when Harold Ramos was actually still alive, they did make a Ghostbusters video game, which is pretty good. That game is fun. I have it for the it PlayStation was. 4. It's it's a remaster because it was originally on Xbox and PS3, I think it was. Yeah. So they redid yeah, it for yeah. PS4, and it's fun as hell. It's a good game, man. Real yeah, good game. Yeah, it was like a real sequel to like, it was the part three hit. We should have exactly. That's thing say story wise, it actually you know did what we wanted the whole time. Mm-hmm. All the vo- everyone who voiced it in there. Uh, it's insane. It's so it's so much. It's so nostalgic. The game. Yeah. Speaking of nostalgia, I think we should play the trailer for the next movie, and Matt will lead us in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. You're a great mom. I don't know. I'm fine with Trevor, but with Phoebe, she really keeps me on the outside. That's normal. She's an awkward, nerdy kid. Maybe a new home can be an opportunity to start fresh. I just wish you'd get into some trouble. There's still time. What are you doing here in Somerville, anyway? We're completely broke, and our grandfather left us this creepy old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Your father wasn't much of a homemaker. He could hardly keep the power on. You're saying he left us nothing? Well, I wouldn't say nothing. went with station wagon? It's the only one that had an engine. What is happening here? Somehow, a town with no fault lines is shaking on a daily basis. Maybe it's the apocalypse. Egon came out here for a reason. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? You experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? Oh my god. You guys hear that? Something's coming. City. It's like the walking dead. Go, go, go! closed okay guys and we're back i hope you enjoyed the trailer for ghostbusters afterlife 
the sequel we all definitely needed for this movie. Uh, 2021 uh, director is Jason Reitman, of course, son of Ivo Reitman. Uh, I mean, Ivo Reitman. Jeez. So, yeah. What this story is, we have a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town. They begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Now, I'll go first on this one. I know all about you guys, but I definitely saw this movie in the theaters. Mm-hmm. I was blown away with this. How everything was worked out. We have a whole new cast of, of young uh, actors and actresses. How they, uh, where I started off the bat was the nod to the original Ghostbusters with, you You kind of know who it is, but I'm not going to say who because I don't want to spoil much. He sits in the chair, the hands come out of nowhere, grab him. That's like the exact scene from scene from the first Ghostbusters. And they just start throwing you all this nostalgia at you. Um, and I was glued to this whole entire movie. I was like, holy crap. I heard the music was a nod to it. They had put all the original music in there. A lot of, if you haven't seen it, you're going to know all the original cast members have made an appearance with Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Annie Plotz, even Sigourney Weaver. It's like, that was a weird shot when I saw that. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> but other than that, wow. It even gave us a new ghost, uh, the Muncher ghost. We don't have Slimer in this one, unfortunately. But we have this new guy, new character called Muncher, who is kind of like similar to Slimer. Versus, you know, just eating just food. He eats anything, mostly metal and stuff. He's the job of the hut of Slimer. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> but he has some cool moves, too. Like, when he eats certain things, he's spitting the metal shards at everybody to uh, get away. I'm like, that's pretty cool. So, yeah. Uh, Tubby, you go first. On, well, second, I should say. On your thoughts on Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, man. So, I, I was the skeptic on this one, man. You know, whether it was... Unfortunately, the last, the 2016 Ghostbusters <laughs> or whatever, but I was just like, oh, not the Ghostbusters. Like, no. But, you know, I've heard good things from both you and Derek and finally bought this one and ch- checked it out. And I was fucking blown away as well, man. I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised. Uh, I mean, we'll touch on the nostalgic strings alone mm-hmm. that this hits on, man. But I just love the continuity. It's really paying respects. It's doing what, like I said, what we really wanted for the 2016 version. I feel like we're getting a lot of those here. Um, But still showing that we can, hey, we can do a new story. We can have even new characters. We don't have to still play on the same old guys, but we can, well, let's pass the torch. Um, Man, it's fucking awesome, man. I mean, the Stay Puff scene, like... I sent that in our chat, man. Uh, that was that was heartstrings galore. Um, definitely almost like a teary-eyed watch. But I, I just love this film, man. It was really good. It was a heartfelt f- film. Um, and I will say, at two hours, man, it, it it had a great pacing and went straight by. So usually I complain on anything over ninety minutes, but I feel like this is pretty much worth the whole two hours. Oh yeah, uh, Derek. Oh man, I saw this in theaters too, and uh, 
Yeah, I was just glued to it, like, from the jump. Uh, man, just hearing that original score, like, the Elmer Bernstein score again, like, throughout the movie, it's just, like, heartwarming. It's like... Yeah, and that it, little intro, you're waiting for the music to come in at any second, and it doesn't. I love how it teases you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing I love about this movie, and, you know, we kind of mentioned it when we did part two, they gave us a different villain. This is the way you do when you have to do like a reboot where you introduce new characters is you bring back s- something old that people would remember. Like they brought back fucking Gozer, the fucking Garzarian in this movie. Yes. And it's That's pretty true. fucking <laughs> awesome. You know, they mentioned Eivor Shandor, who actually is in this movie, which is mm-hmm. weird. Played by J.K. Simmons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Walmart scene, man, <laughs> goes oh, that's so fucking awesome. Yeah, and you know you 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 you're following these new characters, and I gotta say Phoebe, played by McKenna Grace, amazing. She's so good mm-hmm. in this. Uh, I love the chemistry, and I love her bad jokes that she delivers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some of those were hysterical. I just couldn't stop laughing at some of them. <laughs> what do you call a fish with no eyes? <laughs> <laughs> you have a drink named Steve? <laughs> you know, uh, Logan Kim, a.k.a. Uh, the Mr. Venom of this movie podcast. That's funny. He goes, I have a podcast. I have one uh, subscriber, and it's surprising. And he talks about all paranormal. Then we find out who it is. You're like, ah, that's cool. <laughs> really found your voice on episode 46. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, you're waiting, you know, because we heard rumors that the original Ghostbusters are going to be in this movie. And all of a sudden, hey, flat top. I'm like, <gasps> my mouth drops. I'm like, oh, my God. And I loved, of course, we we talked about this in the first movie, the nod to Ghostbusters 1 when they said, when Gozer goes, are you a god? And, of course, they all look at Ray, and they'll go, Ray. Really? <laughs> and you're just dying laughing because you know exactly what it is. It's like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> they had to. I'm like, come on, that's perfect. Yeah, it's so good. And fucking uh, uh, just like, the, the like they even add things that I never thought I would see, like the side gunner live yeah. action. It's fucking awesome seeing it live action. Uh, the remote control uh, ghost, ghost trap. trap was pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. I love that little RC car. That was the shit. Yeah, and you know, you know, it's a it's a nice change of sudden. I like how this is in New York. No, you know, I I, I like that about this one. It's in like this small town setting where. <laughs> It's different, but, you know, you get, like, the familiar stuff within it. Like, I love all the nods to Egon in this movie. From, mm-hmm. him, you know, her finding, like, the crunch bar in his suit. To the, the, mold and, and the mold and uh, collection in the background. Yeah. Like, oh, that, there you go. <laughs> Fungus and spores. Yeah. Fucking, uh, you know, Finn Wolfhart. Uh... I, I, he's, you know, everyone when we heard he was cast, like, oh no, is this gonna be like Stranger Things? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be, you know, it's like he's not really, you know, he he's in the movie, but he's not the main because Phoebe's the main focus point because she's like our main character of this movie. 
And uh, Paul Rudd. I greatest. like Rudd's character. Yeah. In no, this. no, no, no. I do. Too. Like he's the greatest uh, summer school teacher ever. Yeah. <laughs> Just showing Cujo and Child's Play. Love that yep. man. It's kind of a nod to the movie Summer School when they showed like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and everything. Yeah. Gary Gooberson. <laughs> Mark Hamill. All of him, man. And even the mom's really good. Carrie Coon, who I only. She's actually in the Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame. She plays a. Uh, Matt, do you, you, you remember like the children of Thanos that were in those movies? Like the, the female. Yeah, she was Proximity Midnight, it's her name. Yeah, she was the female like villain. Yep. Of yeah, of Thanos, which is interesting because I didn't know that until after the fact, and it was like, oh, that's kind of cool because she looks nothing like that character. Yeah. You know, yeah, some good stuff. Okay, we got my boy uh, Bukin Woodbine in this, but the the memory I always have of this movie is. The other reveal happened near the end. Oh, the fucking tear jerker. I don't care. I fucking cried and teared up during <laughs> that scene. It was fantastic. I was moved so much. It freaking teared me up. Like my, my my wife's looking at me going, "Are you okay?" I go, "Yes. I just I'm I'm just moved because and this nod that they did was <laughs> fan fucking fantastic. It looked so good too. The CGI that they did to that was insane. Yeah, because I remember I was sitting next to my dad, and we both look at each other, and we're both fucking balling. Yep. Yeah. It's crazy, man, yeah. Uh, that W, I know it was your first time. Did you know that that was going to happen? No, man. I, I, I was, you know, blown away by that scene, and that, you know, I, I, I'm kind of questionable on that. I've seen that in a few movies and things, uh, you know, Tron and... Stuff like that, but it's more jarring. But I don't know the way they did it and where he's a ghost and stuff. It just felt so heartfelt. And I don't know. That was probably one of the best, like, CGI. I don't know what you call that, but you know what I'm deep saying? Hologra- yeah, deep fake hologram uh, or whatever you want to call that. But that's fucking amazing, man. It was what a scene, man. I because mean, I should give you some information because the actor that actually played Egon live action was Bob Gunn. Hmm. Who you probably would know as the warden from like uh Shawshank. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. He did like all like the you know and they did the deep you know they put the CGI over him after. Wow. You know and uh they did in Rogue One too with Star Wars with uh Grandma Park could... in there. Yeah. And I kind of guessed. I kind of guessed it at the beginning. I kind of liked that too. We didn't touch on that. They kind of kept it a mystery on who, which Ghostbuster it was a little bit. You yeah. Know, mm-hmm. That that got killed or whatever. But yeah, I could kind of see like that was older Harold Ramis. I was just thinking, uh, what is it? Uh, knocked up when he's in that. I believe yeah. Seth Rogen's dad. That's yeah. kinda basically what it looked like. So I was like, that's got to be Harold Ramis, man. Yeah, and you know, it's like once you see Phoebe, it's even like, yeah, yeah, she's just like her grandpa, you know. Uh, a big shout out to Olivia Wilde, too, as Gozar. Yeah, that blew me away. I was like, I didn't even know she was in this. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah, speaking of hot women, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, but that's cool. She's taken on a you know a different role for sure too. She's yeah. not the in front and center kind of thing. She's taking the villain route. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, it's just good. Uh, oh yeah, Josh Gad was the voice of Muncher. That makes huh. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. This movie is so good. It, it just hits all the beats. It's so uh, fun. You know. It's Even, fan fiction orgasm. <laughs> it's like basically when the mini. Like there's stayed. so many nods to the one two when they walk in. All the books are stacked like they were in the library. Just and you got the occult shop still yep. and yeah, there's so many. So even the music, the certain tunes just played it, and you're like, ah, that's from from Ghostbusters as well, and yep. like they said, the ghost trap. The guys like Paul Rudd's character is like, oh, this is a classic. And he shows scenes from the original Ghostbusters. And, of course, she's looking it up, looking for the phone number. And, like, does this phone number still fucking work? <laughs> she yeah. calls it. And it works, too. It's insane. Yeah, that's the whole... Commercial. Yeah, that's the whole backstory of, like, what Egon... Why Egon was here. When we find out why. It's just so heartwarming for his character. Because it's, like... It's a goodbye to Harold Ramis that he never got, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and they get to say goodbye to him, like his friends. You know, it's funny, like, Bill Murray's like, I knew you'd show up. <laughs> <laughs> it just but, sucks, man. They couldn't get on the same page, man. We could have got that, you know, but yeah, it's all bygones, but... Yeah, we do get that awesome scene where Bill Murray is like talking to Gozer. You know, we could have been the most power, greatest power couple of the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> dude, and you know, not racist at all, but black don't crack, man. Ernie Hudson looks just like he did, man. Like yeah. five years ago. Uh, and Dan Aykroyd's like, I don't remember this job being painful, and he's like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good and. You know, we kind of mentioned, uh, I love the reveal of what Ernie Hudson's doing at the end of the end credit scene. Yep. Yeah. Touching in with your Marvel stuff, man. There's a lot of juicy shit after the credits there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's becoming the Nick Fury of the new Ghostbusters Enterprise. <laughs> and when the credits played, too, they said Sigourney Weaver, and they're going, wait, I didn't see her in the movie. Boom! End credit scene. There she is. I'm like, ah, I see what they did. Yeah, and you know, her and Peter are living together, married probably, presumably, and you know, she has his old electronic box out with the cards. And it's a nice yeah, little scene. Yep. And you mark the cards. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Zap. <laughs> I only zapped the mails. <laughs> So are we going to get more of the Ghostbusters? Oh, I'm thinking, yeah, with Jason Reitman, yeah, I would love to see another Jason Reitman Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the kids, man. Because, you know, the way the, the new one ended, yep. they go back to New York. Yeah. Return to Slimer. Maybe see other stuff happen. Maybe we'll see a picture of Vigo in the background. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Scourge of Carpathia, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as Vigo. There you go. <laughs> I <Nah>. am back. Because <laughs> I think the That'd original actor died, I think. 
that yeah. played him. But yeah, Ghostbusters, good shit. We didn't even rate this mother. This movie's fucking good. Who do uh, you want to go? Derek, uh, uh, Derek, you go first for rating. Man, uh, I know this might be. This is probably I've watched this. This this is just as. This is a new classic for the generations. Ten. Nice dub. Fairman, I, I just for whatever reason I just can't get it right there, but it, it is fucking fantastic. Uh, I definitely want to revisit it again and again, man. It's it's a nine out of ten for me. Great shit. Yeah, I'm right around with dub a nine out of ten. So much good shit. So much nostalgia to it. I enjoyed it so much. Uh, Duffy's gonna have a lot of replay value, so I'm ready mm-hmm. to watch. I'm re- after I watched it in the theater, the next day I wanted to watch it again. <laughs> I was just like, I want to see it again now, but I don't want to play it in the theater. <laughs> well, well, it still enters the Hall of Ironside with the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. So there's that. All right, we're gonna do it the scan away. I'm gonna suck your brain dry. Everything you are is gonna become me. You're gonna be with me, Cameron, no matter what. After all, brothers should be close, don't you think? Like I said, it's a new classic, man. I I was fucking blown away. I I really, you know, <laughs> I was so skeptical going into this, and I was like, yes, man. It's you so know what good. even blew me away even more because this movie was actually getting bad reviews when it I came don't see out. How, man. They yeah. weren't fans of the originals, I guess. <laughs> it's probably the same people that saw Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. Huh. True. You know, you know, like, people just shut the fuck up and enjoy it. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I actually watched this a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's a little movie era. You know, my, my, my sister's boyfriend actually brought it up. It was kind of funny. You know, and you know they get the uniforms from Egon's place. He's like, he said to me, "How do the uniforms actually fit the kids?" Yeah, you know, but that's just like shit you just don't think about. Like, it's like, know. how would that car start up? He didn't even give it an oil change. I th- I thought of a million of those, but I was thinking that's like it's a Ghostbusters flick. Like you can't do it too yeah, much like that, you know? You know, that's like I didn't. You know, I was pro- I had more story problems than actually thinking about like fucking uh how they were getting the fucking statue livery to actually move right exactly mm-hmm. you know you know as uh, corny but, as that was yeah it didn't take away from it at the end of the day you know it could like, be a deleted scene where they show them cutting up the uniform who cares no i know you know it's this yeah it's the ghostbusters you like like how do they have the use a remote control to move the statue of liberty it's made out of doesn't have any electronics <laughs> and we got a little bit of practicals and some puppets in here man yeah that's why that. other big up yeah that was fucking I, awesome it's good shit yeah well Just, done sequel well done yeah passing the torch from father to son very fin very successfully yeah Good stuff, guys. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that was fun. That was our first show back in a while, and it felt good to, you know, we, you're a little bit rusty. You know, we had a, 
I don't know if you heard it. There was a few like hiccups in the show because sleeping mother, waking up wife. It, it happens. Yeah. No, yeah, but we're all done and good. So, so yeah, that's about it. I'm not sure what we're gonna do next. Maybe we'll talk off ear for a bit. Should and figure it out. But if you probably guess. We're leaving you off with the classic song. Started it all. Ray mm-hmm. Parker Jr., Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which I might add has the craziest video ever because it has everybody in it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it. Hope you enjoy the show, guys. It's good to be back. And hope we'll be back soon enough. Bye bye. Yeah. Ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> Talking about the Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs>
ain't afraid of no ghosts Don't get caught alone, oh no When it comes through your door Unless you just want some more I think you better call